0: Hello again, everybody. Hope you're having a lovely day or evening whenever you're watching this. I feel like talking about the goddess again. Not just Mary Magdalene. And it's not just a just. My dad, coincidentally, he doesn't like the word just. Often says to me, why do people say just? It's almost like an excuse. Only just did this or just but like earth wisdom, goddess wisdom, paradoxically, and I'm just coming up to a beautiful statue I'll show you shortly connected with justice. But just the justice is symbolic with the feminine. There's a chapter in Falling and Dying, a play and awakening, which does feature a lot of goddess healing frequencies. And the two energies I chose for the justice, and you often see that there's that metaphor or, or statue or image with uh, the goddess of justice holding the two things in her hand balancing the scales The justice in effect so if we say only just the goddess or only just Mary Magdalene remember also to be just was to be righteous was to be aware, was to be kind and considerate while also discerning and sovereign and this is it here I'll just bring you over to it There's a beautiful statue here of Sophia in these, I guess you could say, Chinese, oriental views gardens, which have been created here at Latrobe, along with the yin and yang, black and white magpie, Australian magpie in the background. But yeah, connected with Sophia, who's also seen by many as Athena the goddess of justice. I did pick two feminine aspects for the justice chapter of Falling and Diding, And that was Kuan Yin, who's very much seen as a body sutta, body Buddha awakened being, who, who's very much her own thick in this. And her incarnation as, as Mao Shan, she was able to change people's realities, change their own effect, their own Perception of reality by forgiving the people that have been so difficult to her, challenging to her. I might sit down over here. Normally I face the water, but we might try a different spot today connected to Cranian. Bit damp because it's just been sunny last few days in Melbourne, but all of a sudden, big storm rolled in about an hour ago. But yes, the other the other energy I picked with justice was Athena. And Athena is so interesting. I, I do, when I say, again, just Mary Magdalene or or just the Morrigan or just Bridget or just Mary or just Isis, just Kuan Yin. Athena exists in the Greek culture, doesn't she? It's a Greek myth. And I do liken her to, to yeah, to Mary Magdalene. I liken her to... This frequency of justice and ability to speak her own truths. And I'm going to let it all out of how I feel at the moment. And either one of the different projects I've been working on, I've recently launched Meeting Mary Magdalene, the Morrigan, the High Priestess of Avalon. And this story of goddess healing through walking the lands, connecting with the goddess, thread Spain, and Portugal, particular pathways of nature. And Working with the goddess wasn't a new thing for me, but what it did in walking the Camino helped reframe a lot of the earlier stories I'd had, including Greek mythology with and, and Christian teachings around Mary. And it, it brought in this new frequency of the awareness that's repressed in our culture, particularly in Christian culture, around the empowered feminine, the sovereign goddess, the goddess of sovereignty, which Hecate and... Athena in the Greek tradition represent. But this is it also, keeping this relatively on point, uh, uh, I haven't got a specific focus on what I wanted to talk about today other than coming back to the goddess. And that's partly what I love about the goddess. She moves in spirals and cycles, but her earth wisdom always gets to the point. (laughs) Is Athena was, from the Greek tradition, the Greco-Roman tradition, a lot of it seemed to emerge, that, that writing and led into Christianity, more of the masculine emphasis and not necessarily empower divine masculine, more of the toxic masculinity of patriarchy. A masculinity that was very, what would you say, cautious about their power. They were attached to it, trying to hold on to it because they could sense there's this femininity that's really the creator behind all of it and within the layers of patriarchy we'll call it that athena still exists athena comes out as this tradition the greco-roman tradition athena sophia and it's interesting as i put it out heading back towards the main entrance she she does retain that i feel original aspect of the sophia the goddess of wisdom she's naked before the earth but she's letting that she's one with the water with the land and she's unafraid of being seen And Athena has that also, but within the Christian context, Athena's actually armed to the teeth. She emerges from her father's head, the patriarchal Zeus. But I think within the layers of patriarchy, certain goddesses had to be clothed or unclothed in the aspect of Sophia. The, The wisdom is in also the symbolism and the imagery. And Athena... While she is does emerge from her father's head, like a kali in the durga aspect, that she's this unrestrained aspect. Athena represents justice of the warrior. She is the, the, you know she's empowering, embodying the warrior of light. Justice. She is that justice figure that we see, and perhaps symbolic with the Statue of Liberty. She's righteousness. She's a femininity that's probably most closely aligned from the feminine aspect to masculinity. If you're looking with the tri and the tri in the Hindu tradition, the, the justice frequency is almost like a matron energy. The maiden is perhaps more feminine, the most feminine, and the matriarchal or the older uh, energy, I guess you could be seen as both, the mother and the, and the older wise woman, she, Hecate and, in effect, Athena would be part of that. And for the masculine, you're probably looking at, in the Brahma, Vishnu, Shida aspect, you probably would think Vishnu, perhaps, would be the most, or, or in the Brahma in its own way, were Shida the most masculine? So it's interesting that Athena, of course, she is aligned with, with Zeus, her father in this tradition. But remember, these are all a lot of stories that have been conceptualised, and we see it even in the the Iliad and the and Troy. The gods are given human aspects of duality; they favour certain people more than the others. But I feel what Athena would want to share with today, and I, again, I she's a part of. She's that aspect of the, the justice chapter. She isn't very much like a quiet Yin in a way, has a forgiving frequency. But she's also about calling you into your own power and using discernment and awareness, not necessarily a place of force, but a place of wisdom. Because that's what the Sophia-Athena relationship is about. Wisdom. And for me, it's heart wisdom. It's body wisdom, body the wisdom that can't necessarily be perceived initially through the mind it has to be felt in the body the heart so that's all I'm really feeling really inclined to share today that maybe if you're being called to this it's about where are the parts of your reality where you could allow more feminine conscious into it because we get to this point particularly from a philosophy point of view or a change making point of view entrepreneurship we want to empower ourselves and others live our highest inspired reality you can't get there through the pure mind alone. Feminine wisdom is what helps us get through to the other side, come out of our own conceptual head, like Athena did to Zeus. So if there's people or aspects coming into a reality that you perhaps weren't, are not accustomed to, or even a, we see this with children, and it doesn't matter if they're male or female, but children can be a means of allowing more consciousness into our reality because they give us this... this unfiltered space of consciousness which allows more heart more love in Bye for now